Is there not an entire section on this subject? And know that I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 um, frustration has hit an all-time high um, in my home, in my circle of friends, and the people I know. Um, the uh, media outlets that I follow, unprecedented amounts of ridiculousness has been happening in this country the last two months beyond what anybody ever imagined and and the amazing thing is there's like people who are are cool with it <laughs> and then there are those people that are like this is insane government up outreach overreach yeah i'll figure out a word for it here sooner or later um and just again it, it shows just how polar polarized uh our country is right now um the fact that I mean, we have seen unprecedented amount of people, uh, you know, American citizens being cited for gathering in a church parking lot inside their cars because governments, for some reason, suddenly think state governments, governors, so on, suddenly think they have the right to say, this is how many people can assemble. This is how many, where you can go and what you can do completely trampling all over the constitution you know we we do have a first amendment and it is still in effect nothing has happened the the when the when the founding fathers when the founders of this nation sat down and signed the constitution they did not put in a clause for pandemics they didn't they didn't now Again, here's the deal. I mean, the memes are everywhere you've seen. I've, I've done memes about it and stuff like that. I have no problem with suggestion. I have no problem with the governor, with the president, with Mr. Fauci coming out and saying, these are the recommendations. Please stay home. If you can stay home, we'll do what we can to take care of you financially and, and so on. Which, I mean, again, it's all socialism. But we'll do this will make this suggestion when they started mandating that P business owners shut down their businesses. This was, and, and again, I mean, under the auspices of the health department here, here again, we have so far over-regulated our country over the last 50 years that, that we have given the government the ability to mandate how we run business. And that is just as anti-American as it comes, you know, granted, we don't want racists to 
be able to well and and here again let me walk this fine line i don't care if a racist if a skinhead owns a coffee shop or a barber shop or a restaurant i don't care go start your business that is your right as an american my right as an american to say i am not going to give you my money because you are a racist that's what capitalism is. But yet we've, we've let government step in and go, well, if you don't do this and you don't do that, let them have their white-only lunch counters. Don't go there. Go to the places, because sooner or later, our country has come to the point where we would say, you know, those places would go out of business and everyone else would support the businesses that support integration and uh, civil rights and equality among races and, and peoples and so on. That's how it works, right? But yet we've allowed the government and, and, you know, I'm prepared for the hate mail and the people to say how, you know, how stupid I am. I mean, believe me, I, I have respect for the people who went and sat and I've seen all the pictures and, and I respect for the folks that, that you know, Rosa Parks, who, uh, you know, in the immortal words of Eddie in uh, a barbershop, who just set her, sat her black behind down. You know, right. But there's respect for that. There's respect for the people who went and sat and endured being, having milk poured on them and stuff. And I understand that people have died for civil rights and so on. But to allow the government to step in and go, this is how we are going to allow you to run your business, has, has paved the way for us to get to the place where we are now, where governments were, state governments were coming in and saying, you cannot open. We've seen people, ladies in Texas, being arrested last week because they opened their barbershop and, or their beauty salon. And this is literally them going, if we do not do business, we are going to lose our homes. We are going to starve. We have to do this. And instead of the government going, okay, we understand here, you know, and they made all kinds of concessions for social distancing and safety and and sanitization. Is that a sanitation? And yeah, I'll get the word out there. They made all those concessions. We'll wear masks. We'll do whatever we have to do. But we need to do business. And they were, they were arrested for that. I mean, it is unprecedented what the government is doing among businesses and not allowing people to, to maintain their livelihoods. And I, I mean, I've maintained it before. I saw a, a post earlier this week on Facebook um, and again, I can't, I, I tried to go and figure out to, to verify the post. I can't verify it, but I understand the, the mentality behind it. We've seen it happen before in recessions and depressions and so on that at some point people start to commit suicide. It happens and it's happened in this People who have had to shut down their business, who couldn't make it. I mean, a couple of weeks, okay. That might have been, I mean, I, I'm amazed that the American people let this go on as long as it did. But again, the, the argument 
the fear mongering and I'm trying to to think of the the word um, the the way the argument was presented was if you don't do this you don't care about people you want people to die if you if you want you know and 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 reductio ad absurdum to the point where it was oh you want people to die just so you can get a haircut it was more than just getting a haircut people i mean and here we had again we had governors or congress people or so on that were talking about shutting down the and then going and getting their haircut yeah i mean so the hypocrisy among government officials was one thing but the argument that has been made for this is just ridiculous in and of itself to say, well, if you're, if you're going to go out and open up your business, I mean, I, I made a comment about wanting to go to church and I was told I was going to leave a, a trail of bodies in my wake. I mean, that's the, the ridiculousness of the argument that is coming up. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see here in Utah, at least businesses are starting to open up again. And, you know, and, and Jeremiah's, I mean, if you're from Ogden, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, well, you probably have no idea. But there's a restaurant here, local favorite. We, you know, every weekend, lines and 45-minute waits in the morning for breakfast, right? Um, amazing breakfast at Jeremiah's. Two thumbs up. I, I highly recommend it. Um, but they came up because of the the mandates on how they could reopen social distancing spreading out tables only so many people inside they blocked off a portion of their parking lot and put tables outside so as they moved the tables and spread them out on the inside they said well you know it's starting to warm up we're in a great time we're going to put tables outside and so they're able to seat the same amount of people that they did and uh and it's working out. So again, and I've I've made it clear. I've told people many times. Look, as this as people start opening back up, I mean, I love Chick Fil A, Five Guys, all those uh, all those franchises and those big uh, big box stores and stuff like that. Support your lo- local mom and pop shops. You know, if you're here in Ogden, go to Criddle's Cafe, go to Jeremiah's, go to Pepito's, go to I mean, Roosters and Union Depot or Union Grill or, you know, any of those places that are locally owned, you know, and, and take a break from Applebee's and Chili's and those places for um, a month or two, you know. I mean, I'm not saying give them up completely and let's, you know, shut them all down. No, I'm, I'm saying if you enjoy your Applebee's, wait a month. I mean, you've waited this long, Right. Support the local uh, level places that really need that money to survive. Because, you know, Applebee's is going to be all right. Chili's is going to make it. Um, you know, McDonald's ain't going to have a problem. You know, some of these these smaller places, though, they need your support right now. So I'm, I'm encouraging people to get out and do that. But beyond just businesses, um. You know, the, what they are doing, I mean, are attempting to do with churches is, is far beyond the pale. I mean, they are, I mean, we are, <laughs> we're seeing um, biblical prophetic 
style of things coming up and happening, you know, where we're, we're, you know, uh, son will, will turn against father and mother against daughter and all these different things of, you know, people are turning people in for what they're doing and stuff like that. We're seeing pastors being arrested for holding services, church members being cited again for gathering in the parking lot and having a drive-in service where it's nothing but, I mean, a man who is alone in his car far away from anybody else got a $500 ticket because he was sitting alone in his car in the church parking lot. And then we saw people putting out nails and stuff like that. Again, the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Okay, that is a key thing. and We're going to see that here in a minute or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably of the people peaceably to assemble to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So again, this peaceably to assemble, this is not just protests. This is the right of people to peaceably to assemble, to go out, to go to restaurants, to go to businesses, to go to public places, to go to parks. Our parks are shut down. My daughter literally cried today because she doesn't think she's ever going to be able to go to a park again. Now, she's three, so she doesn't understand a lot of this. But when mommy said, sorry, baby, because they tried to go to some parks yesterday and the parks are closed. And we've already seen in Idaho people who were moms who were arrested in front of their kids for going to the park. So my daughter is crying because she doesn't think she's ever going to be able to go to a park again because they've shut them down. This is going to the park is part of our, our right of the people peaceably to assemble. You know, this is not just about protests. I mean, this is the protection of protests, but we have the right to go out and do things. Now, granted, it's city property, but we pay those taxes. That is belongs to the people. That belongs to the community. That belongs to the citizens who are paying taxes to go there. I don't know why my nose itches so bad today. Sorry. For those of you who are watching the video, you just get to see me scratch. Um, the rest of you really had no idea that I was scratching my nose. But so here's the deal. And now as we're seeing, you know, as churches are starting our church started back we you know utah was never anything ordered to shut down we had churches in utah that continued to have services through this time um i think it was only one or two small ones um you know uh apologia church continued to have services down there they had to go to a new building but they continued to have services um so again we saw some churches that continued to our church on the, the um, decision of the elders, we did online church for about a month, three or four weeks in a row. Last week, we met again. We split from one service into two services to keep the number of people down in the room. And then we, you know, elders wore masks, um, blocked off certain sections of of pews and chairs so that we had social distancing, hand sanitizer all over the place, everywhere. We're not serving coffee. We're not doing, you know, we're not causing big uh, gathering points in the building. So all this stuff that we did to, you know, accommodate, to uh, adhere to the suggestions, 
once it started becoming mandates, I personally believe as churches, we had the duty, we had the duty to resist those. When it became mandated, when they started citing people, the fact that that church met again the following week, it had to pick up a bunch of nails and stuff like that. But that is, that is what the church should have done. When the government begins to violate its own constitution, but not only that, by ordering Christians that you, you have to disobey the word of God. I mean, the word says you shall not uh, give up the gathering of the saints. I, I should have pulled up the verse itself and um, had it there. But gathering together is, a, is something that we are commanded to do. As a body of believers. Now is it okay to take a break for a little while? Absolutely. As the elders. But if the government says you cannot meet as a church. I mean we see example in in the New Testament. That we have to obey God's law and not man's. And I think that should have been a place. And needs to be a place where churches start pushing back. This is the stuff that we got out of uh, Knox County um, in Kentucky. This was, this was some of the stuff that was, uh, they put out regulations, essentially, uh, for places of worship. May can open up May 1st. Places of worship can open up May 1st. This was the order given. And it said um, th- there was a listing of things they could and could not do. Physical taking of sacraments not allowed. I mean, that's the that's first thing. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, stop. Now, again... Our church, the the elders' decision was that we will not uh, administer communion for, I don't know how many, when they will decide to do it again. I'm hoping that next week we will have communion. I'm praying that that is the decision that the elders will make. But that was a choice that our elders made. This was, again, if, if the state of Utah stepped in and said, you cannot take communion i think it would be the duty of the church to say we are going to resist that not only unbiblical unjust unconstitutional ruling and we are going to administer communion and of course you give the people the right to abstain and say we're not going to judge you we're not going to you know i mean this is a something we're commanded to do i think uh inappropriate abstinence from communion is you know not is sinful i think if if there if there's no reason you should not take communion whether that be an outstanding sin in your life or anything any of the reasons that paul would say don't you know if you have something against your brother all these things that are 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 laid out if you are refusing to take communion because the government said so now, if you're afraid of, of getting sick and so on, okay, that's, that's okay. That's on you, between you and God. But if you're not taking it because the government said not to, that's sinful. Send your emails now. Uh, you know, theevangelicalnorm at gmail.com. Um, but then face masks required. Again, I, I don't think people understand the... Uh, the purpose of the face mask and the usefulness. I mean, I'm literally watching people walking by themselves down the street with nobody around them wearing masks. 
The stuff is not just dangling out there in the air. The mask is doing you no good at that point. The mask is to protect other people from you. So if you are not, or if you've had it and recovered or so on, the mask is, is pointless for you. It's not, it's not there to protect you from other people. It's to keep the nastiness of, of you from, from other folks. Um, so to require face masks, again, we did for a week. And there were a few people that still wore masks today. But for the most part, people at church are not wearing masks. Singing discouraged. Why? Why? It's not like we're turning and looking in other people's faces and, and getting right up in their face and, and singing and spitting in their face. Singing is discouraged. What? I, this doesn't even make sense. 50% capacity. Okay, we willingly broke down our building, but to say only so many people from your church can attend and then maintaining social distancing. So again, this is, the, this is, this is absolute unconstitutional overreach of Knox County, Kentucky. They cannot. These are all un, unlawful orders, unconstitutional, and they definitely aren't biblical in any way, shape, or form. I think it is, uh, there is a requirement for Christians to resist this. I mean, if this were just a suggestion, okay, state, elders, Make a decision. Once the state starts stepping in and violating the First Amendment, it is a requirement of the people of God to resist those orders, I think, personally. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. But then, so you get this from Knox County, but then... We start hearing from Kansas that they are wanting, and it has since been rescinded, but there was a, an order that went out, and I can't remember the county or, or what part of Kansas it was, but there was an over order that went out that was saying all churches need to register their people. They want a list of people who are coming into your church with name and address and phone number so they can tracking um, of them so that we can see, you know, who they are coming in contact with, because obviously, you know, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Home Depot, you can go to Costco, you can go walk through these places where, you know, nothing is wiped down, sanit it's not san sanitized in any way, shape or form, maybe early in the morning and then after they close. But during the day, nobody is walking around Costco, wiping off the, the stuff on the shelves that people are walking through, they're touching day after day after day. They're not. I don't know if they're, I don't know how they, how they do any kind of sanitation in the morning or anything, anything like that. But I guarantee you that churches, I mean, our church, again, in between each service and as much as possible, sanitizing everything. But Apparently, you can go to all these places and they're not being required to register you at Costco. You know, their members. I, I'm wondering if, if Costco has turned over a membership, role of membership to the government with like a breakdown of people who are uh, showing up in their, their buildings. That's kind of scary to think about. But this is what they were telling churches they had to do. 
I mean, this has just Gestapo tactics written all over it. You know, this is literally to the point. I mean, Fauci even made a, a comment a while back about talking about carrying a, a card of saying whether or not you have re- had it and recovered or if you have the antibodies. I mean, literally, we're getting to a point in America that no one ever thought we would ever get to where it's like, can I see your papers, please? Can I see your your vaccination card or your your certification that you have had this or haven't had this or anything like this? We want to know the people who are gathering in your building so we can make sure that they're not carrying this to other people and all this this stuff that is... I mean, it's not, as far as we know, it's not happening at Walmart or anything like that. Why is it that they are focusing in on churches? Here's a good question. Did they ask mosques to do this? Are they asking the Muslims? Because, see, that's a little different. Now you're, you're dealing with people who are known to blow stuff up. Again, send your email, theevangelicalnorm at gmail.com. I don't know that they're they're asking mosques to send in rolls of their members to the government so we can do whatever uh, geo tracking, whatever they do, blah blah blah. I don't know what they call it. I don't even care. They're following you because they're afraid that you're giving everybody you and your nasty, not washing your nasty, filthy hands, giving the the COVID nineteen to everybody around you. This is ridiculous. And thankfully, enough people stood up and said, no, this will not happen. That they rescinded that that order, that they rescinded that 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 request for names and so on. But here again, I mean. You guys know me. I'm the guy that week after week or month after month or day after day through the month of November, I talk about the persecuted church around the world. I talk about people who are murdered, imprisoned, beaten because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And in no way do I think America has gotten to that level, but it is getting there. You're seeing it. I mean, we literally saw pastors arrested. And now it's because they're violating an order, a stay-at-home order, or a shelter-in-place, whatever. We're seeing this, but when is it going to get... They're asking churches to register their members with the state? That's... I mean, (laughs) I I hate to invoke Nazis, but I mean, that's a special kind of evil right there and a special kind of tyrannical overreach that we should never see in this country that we should never have to deal with in this country but this is again people call the slippery slope a a logical fallacy but the slippery slope is real folks this is how we we descend into the persecution that is happening in areas of the Middle East by initially giving up that secu- that freedom for security 
and, and governments that take away liberties rarely give them back. Once you begin to take power, most, most governments don't like to give that back. They like to sit in that tyrannical place. And it's got to come to a time where people, again, start saying enough is enough. Allow our restaurants and our people who are trying to better themselves by building a business, let them open up. I mean, I've got customers that I deal with that I can't go in and do their pest control because they're afraid that literally the quote is, if I unlock that door, I'll be arrested. Well, that's not, that's, that's unconstitutional. You have a constitutional right to open up your business. Now, people have a constitutional right to not, uh, not go there. You know, I've, I mean, I've loved the memes. And again, I've even got kickback on those. The ones that say, look, if we open everything up, you can still stay home. No one is forcing you to go out to the restaurants and the ball games or whatever else. But the rest of us who want to should have that right to do so. And the fact that this is coming at churches seemingly on an... Uh, On an excessive scale, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I mean, you're not shutting down Walmarts or anything. I mean, yeah, they shut down gyms and and beauty salons and stuff like that. People can still go to Walmart, but they can't go to church. You know, you can fill up the parking lot at at Costco, but you can't have an outside in your vehicle church service without getting a, a fine. This is ridiculous, it's, and it's getting—it's get—it's literally getting scary. I mean, we are like living within the pages of George Orwell's 1984, and it, it, it has got to stop. And American—the American people have got to stand up and say, "Enough is enough," because I ain't showing you my papers. I'm not—I'm not going to let this country get to the point where I have to have papers where I have to have some kind of registration with the government in order to go and fellowship with my church family. Not going to happen. Not as far as I can still read and understand the Constitution of the United States. And people need to start reminding their government officials of their high school civics 101. Because it seems like they've all forgot. And like I said, it's getting kind of scary. But again, there's only one way to, to, to fix it. There's only one way to fix it. And that is to start seeing our government officials get saved. We need our president to actually be a repentant man. A repentant, a man who says the things that I've done in the past, I repent of those things and I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's what we, and that will change the the direction of this country. If more governors were actual Christians who believed in the gospel, things would be different. That is what we have to do. And that is why every show we end with the same words all the time. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words because they're necessary. 
And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.